and welcome back to That Girl Radio. It is your lovely host here, Ricky Lee. And for today's episode of January, we are done being nice. How many of you have exchanged your gifts, resources, love, energy, empathy, I mean, and so many other things for just a thank you, for someone to actually see you or appreciate you or hug you? Because you thought that by you showing up, someone would finally acknowledge you. Yeah, me too. And at the end of those exchanges is always this feeling of disappointment. Because no matter how much we give, no matter how much we do, no matter how great great we are to people... There's always going to be a moment where someone is going to make you feel like you are not enough or what you've done is not enough. And I want you to get to a point where you are able to do things not because you are looking for anyone's applause or anyone's thank you in particular. It's because you feel moved in the spirit to just do it regardless No one has to say, wow, you're so great, like, thank you, or, or, oh my gosh, like, that made me feel amazing, because at the end of the day, a lot of people can't even bring to words what you do to them, who you are to them, what you've done for them. A lot of the times, people just move forward, and, you know, sharing those sort of things are very insignificant. And while it may be significant for you, you just have to learn to not internalize people's inability or incapability to vocalize their thoughts or their emotions. And also sometimes people can vocalize things that they don't necessarily feel. A lot of people are moving around in this world and have no clue how to actually communicate how they truly feel they may say one thing but their actions say another so all in all I want you to know that regardless of how anyone else feels their opinions of your actions and how you're showing up that if you are moving from the correct source that is all that matters and so I want to get into today's message And first harp on Maslow's hierarchy of needs because this is the direct culprit that is making nice people (laughs) dissatisfied. In Maslow's hierarchy of needs, there is a pyramid structure that basically outlines the path to self-actualization. And what is self-actualization? That is the pinnacle point of fulfillment, right? I am fulfilled if I have all of these other things that are on this pyramid fulfilled or or done. So at the very basis of this pyramid structure, we have our physiological needs. These are things that we have to have on a regular, consistent basis to even exist, right? We need water. We need sleep. We need food. We need shelter. We need clothes. And a lot of us have that. I mean, regardless if you're nice or not, like, this is what you have. But then... A step up from this ladder is safety. And that is the security of the body. That is your health. That is your family. That is solid employment. 
resources, having property. Like these are things that provide us safety. And some people are lacking in these areas. But for the most part, I would say most of us have security of the body. We're in good health and we do have some sort of family or employment. So moving up this ladder, we then have love and belonging. This is where it gets a little challenging. Here, you need to feel a sense of connection through meaningful relationships, whether those are platonic and or romantic. Now you're getting a little bit closer to that self-actualization. But the very step that is between the two is esteem. And this is where it really gets tricky. Here you have to feel confidence, you have to feel respect, status, and have a good self-esteem to then reach the point of fulfillment, which is self-actualization. And as a nice person, okay, as a nice person, you knock yourself off from being able to reach fulfillment because you continuously exchange your gifts, your love, your emotions, your thoughts for the recognition of others. You want people to affirm for you that you are enough daily. You give them the power by saying, if I do this, can you tell me I'm enough? If I do this, will you tell me that you love me? If I do this, will you say that that's good work? Like, at no point is the defining factor you or God. A lot of the times we allow worldly measures to define our worth to to do our value our valuations in a sense like and I think that is the worst thing you could ever do the only person's emotions and feelings that you should truly be concerned with are your own because you have to live with that daily and so if You doing for others, showing up for others is costing your peace. If it's costing your joy, if it's costing you to be able to grow, then at that point, it's too expensive. It's way too expensive. And it's not allowing you to realize your full potential and have fulfillment, which is that pinnacle point of this hierarchy of needs. We need to be fulfilled in this lifetime. I think that's the whole purpose of our lives is to find fulfillment in some way. But you will never find fulfillment in trying to be nice and to appease every single person that you come across. You will never find a fulfillment in appeasing your parents. You will never find fulfillment in appeasing your friends. You will never find fulfillment in appeasing the institutions of this world. You will never find fulfillment in trying to abide by the rules and ramifications that everyone has standardized that they haven't even considered you you're not even on the matrices like you're not on the matrix and constantly you're trying to measure up and see if you fit in somewhere and you never can because it wasn't built by you nor for you and so especially for my black sisters out there, when you feel like you have to play into nice politics when you go to work or nice politics when you enter um, academic spaces, just remember that who you are is enough. Your esteem will never get any higher if you continue to regard others' opinions of you as holding more weight than your own. 
At the end of the day, are you pleased with you? At the end of the day, are you nice to yourself? (laughs) At the end of the day, are you kind to yourself? Like that is really what truly matters the most because at this point in my life, I want to be fulfilled. I want to reach the point in the Beyonce movie where she says like she's carefree. She's carefree and she can flow through things because at one point she had to realize like you can't play by society's rules. They're forever changing, forever bending and it's so much harder to to meet the expectations because they just get higher and higher and higher. And when can you ever be nice to yourself when the rules just get meaner and meaner? They say, this isn't good enough. That's not good enough. That is never going to qualify. We will never say that that's okay. And then it's just like you have to look at yourself and say, okay, well, where do I fit into this? Where? Where do I fit into this? And I'll be the first to say that being nice took me to a very deep, dark hole. And it took some time to get out of it because I had to put back together the pieces of who I thought that I was. I allowed what other people thought of me or what they expected of me to break me down to such a point where I had to take a break from being a creative I had to take a break from doing creative things because I thought that the way that I did things was not right the way that I did things was not enough and once I put the pieces back together and I went I went to God about it first of all and I prayed to him and I asked him to just repair my mind and to remind me of who I am and whose I am I was just affirmed in ways that I had never expected to be and when God says that he will prepare a table before your enemies, he is not playing. I mean, I went from being micromanaged by an organization where I was volunteering my time and my efforts and my resources to then being presented to a five-figure deal with a huge client. And I'm sure that is the first of many that will be coming to my business and That was the ultimate aha moment for me. And it's just like, I don't have to be nice. I don't have to be nice. I don't have to play into nice politics and, you know, shake hands with people I don't like or or deal with in situations that make me uncomfortable. Because at the end of the day, there is a room, there's a space, there's a seat that is specially prepared for me where I don't have to exchange my gifts my talents my resources my emotions my energy any of that for a few snaps not even an applause a few snaps and a mm, a slap on a wrist like no God is preparing a special place for you where you will be celebrated where you will be nothing but loved where you will be nothing but poured into and so you don't have to play into just being nice to get by so many of us are just are just nice because we think that that's going to get us to the just to the next place, just to the next point. And I think there's a huge difference between being nice and being pleasant. I think it is wonderful to be pleasant. There's no reason to be rude and nasty to everybody. But 
pleasant is being polite. There are a lot of niceties about so many of us. We have manners. Like we know how to greet people to actually look them in the eyes and be present and make them feel seen in conversations. That is what that girl does. That is natural. But what is not natural is people pleasing in order to self-sabotage. We people please because we're incapable of setting boundaries. We people please because we're incapable of being decisive. But today, because we are doing away with our people pleasing, we will decide that being ourselves is enough. Because as a nice girl, you often enter rooms and are willing to shapeshift into what you think others need you to be. And who does that serve? Who does that make comfortable? Because I know every single time that I shapeshifted when I entered a classroom, I know every time I shapeshifted and I was the only one in my group, I was uncomfortable. I didn't feel like I could relax my shoulders and lower my tone. I didn't feel like I could say, oh, girl, oh, child. Mm-mm. I didn't feel like I could communicate and advocate for myself because my tone, my dialect, my approach, so many different things were just foreign for others. But just because it is foreign to people does not mean that it is wrong. And that does not mean that it is mean. We have to be willing to live and walk through this world in our authenticity so that we can make room for more that feels like this. That feels like it's edgy, it's raw, it's real. I'm tired of entering boardrooms and engaging in small talk because it's nice. It's like, let's get into the nitty gritty, girl. Did you go out this weekend? Like, did you have a glass of wine? Did you relax? Did you watch a little bit of baddies west or east or whatever the shows are? Like, let's be real. Let's peel back the onions, the the layers of the onion and unearth something that has some true substance to it, some true flavor. Because at the end of the day, I always feel moved by people who aren't willing to be walked all over. They aren't willing to shapeshift in every room that they enter or every seat that they sit in. Because they realize that teams don't win by having 10 of the same players. They win by having different people to play different roles. That is how you are able to evolve and have game-winning strategy because you're able to move your players in different ways because we all have different experiences. And so just check yourself when you're around people, even if you're not a nice person and you're listening. Check yourself to see Are you requiring the people around you to shape shift to fit what you need in your life? And for those of you who are nice, ask yourself, why do you feel like you need to shape shift when you enter these spaces? 
in order to be quote unquote nice, to fit the mold, to fit the culture. Because it doesn't serve anyone. Because I'm telling you, at one point, the real you will come out. And everybody's going to be like, whoa, what's going on here? We don't know her. And it's like, oh, (laughs) I'm sorry. This is Rakesha. You haven't met her before, but she puts that foot down. And it's just like, why can't we just live in our authenticity and breathe in that and just walk in that and be proud of it? I can say now in my fourth year of college that on day one, I'm very intentional about showing up as who I am, both in and outside of the classroom, because I want to be able to kick back and relax and feel like who I am is enough. I want who gravitates towards me to do group work to feel like they mesh well with who I really am and that I'm not putting on a facade for the world so that people will like me because I don't care to be liked. And that is taking a lot for me to say and I'm, I'm proud to be saying that. I'm glad I've just verbalized that because I don't think I probably ever have. But I just don't at this point in my life. I don't, I don't care to be liked. I care to be felt. I want you to feel me. And the only way you can feel me is if I'm me. It's just as simple as that. And so I owe it to myself to set boundaries for me so that I can have peace and so that I can show up as who I am. And if that rubs you wrong, that's okay, babe. We don't we don't have to like frequent in the same spaces. I promise you, it's gonna be okay. It's gonna be all right. And if you ever find yourself needing to people please or be nice or play into these politics, just always remember that there is an out. There are some things that you can do to stop being too nice so that you can stop feeling the symptoms of frustration and anger and resentment and going home and crying to your friends or your family about how you had to do this and this and that to even survive in a space. Because I feel like being nice can sometimes be suffocating. It's like you don't want to hurt the feelings of those that are around you. You don't want to disappoint those that are around you. Um... You don't want to upset them. And so what you end up doing is internalizing all of those emotions and having nowhere to let them go. And I'll tell you a little story about how I once ended up in the hospital because of this. I was nice for an entire year. 2023, I was nice going on 11 months. 10 months and on the 10th month my body shut down I had what I think was the worst panic or anxiety attack I'm not really sure but I was shaking uncontrollably my heart was racing uncontrollably I was like very weak I was dizzy my head was like pounding I ended up calling a lift to go to the ER guys and I remember being in the ER um 
waiting room for about an hour and I was just praying to God like please just give me one more day just give me one more day like I'm I'm not finished God I have so much more that I want to do I'm so young I'm only 21 like this cannot be the end and I remember this doctor and she just seemed like an angel y'all because when I tell you it was late at night it was like 4 a.m my phone was on two percent they didn't have a charger so I couldn't contact anybody or like you know talk to them while I was in the hospital by myself so I'm going through all of these things by myself right and I'm worried that I I don't know if I'm gonna leave this hospital like I'm seriously in this room wondering like do I have an infection like what is going on like there's no reason why my body should be doing this I've never had this sort of reaction and so the doctor enters the room and I ask her you know am I gonna be okay like I I'm I'm scared I said I'm scared am I gonna be okay and she looked at me she put her hand on my thigh and she said You're going to be okay. We're going to do some tests and we'll let you know if we find anything. So they did like the little scan where they put all the patches on your chest and they check your heart rate. I did a CT scan. Like I did all these things just to check off all these boxes to make sure, you know, I didn't have cancer or a tumor or an aneurysm or anything like that. Because when I tell you all my head was pounding, it was pounding. But I felt like in that moment, that was God reminding me that I was going to be okay. That no matter how much people had hurt me, no matter how many circumstances where I felt like I had just been walked all over and I couldn't, I just couldn't understand because in that moment, I'm like, God, I'm such a nice person. I don't do anything to anybody. I'm so nice. But the devil doesn't care if you're nice. (laughs) He doesn't care if you're nice. Life doesn't care if you're nice. The nice are not shielded from the wicked ways of this world, unfortunately. And so every day that we go out, we have to put on our cloak and we have to remember to clothe ourselves with kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience as Colossians 3 and 12 says. And I live by that daily because What happened was I was carrying so much frustration and anger and resentment in my body that my body was literally breaking down and it had to release the toxins of that. And I really do feel like that situation was the turning point for me to release the pressure that I had put on myself to be all of these things for everyone and to play into the nice politics and just you know, allow things to just roll over and not really express myself or my disappointments in how people were treating me. And so many of us have to do that release. You've been nice far too long. It's time for you to let it go. It's time for you to let it go and to heal and to remind yourself that when it costs that much, when it costs your health, when it costs your mental health and your well-being, it's too expensive. Nice shouldn't cost you that much. (laughs) Being a good person shouldn't cost you that much. But unfortunately, being an ass is cheap, okay? Like, it costs nothing 
to be a butthole. And so people constantly choose that. They're going to constantly choose to walk all over you and take from you and do everything else because, I mean, that's just what they know to do. There's, there's no reason not to. But here are some things that you can do to stop being so nice so you can liberate yourself and feel free from, from the pressures of people-pleasing that are getting you nowhere. First and foremost, you need to stop looking for your worth outside of yourself. There's no job, there's no relationship, there is no person, there is no makeup routine, no car, okay, no luxury apartment that is going to make you feel worthy. It's not going to because I'm here to tell you I've gotten all of those things And sometimes I still have to question for myself, is it enough? Right? So if you're not chasing purpose and you're chasing paper and materialistic things, you will constantly be chasing after something. And you will never feel enough. So you have to find confidence from within and change your thought process and change your mind so that you can find the worth from within you. Another thing you can do is be aware of the thoughts that are leading to your people-pleasing and also be aware of the environments that are leading to your people-pleasing. Do you feel like you are constantly people-pleasing when you go home to visit your parents? Do you feel like you are people-pleasing when you go to school? Do you feel like you're people-pleasing when you're around your friends? Because at the end of the day, the only person that we are called to please is God. The only person who knows what he says in your quiet time with him is you. And you owe no one an explanation of what he has called for your life. End of discussion. The next thing you'll do is start imagining yourself saying that you're standing up for yourself. Because your thoughts become your reality. And I know there's a lot of times that I've mulled over in my head a conversation that I was going to have with this boy. And I was going to say, boy, I'm done with you. And then I finally was able to do it. So the same happens here. You have to imagine yourself taking a, standing up for you, standing up to your parents, standing up to your professors, standing up to your peers. And like just vocalizing and your thoughts and your emotions. And most and foremost, just advocating for yourself because if you don't advocate for yourself who will we are our own best advocates we are the only people who truly know our needs remember and think back to the maslow's hierarchy of needs i talked about we need those things we can't get the other pieces of the ladder without expressing to other people our desires So start imagining yourself having these conversations with people, the tough ones, the really tough ones, and stating what you will not be tolerating anymore because you're done being nice. You've experienced enough, and if someone loves you, they will be willing to expand and accommodate you. I've seen it. The next thing is you're going to remember that you are not responsible for others' feelings. People's feelings come from their thoughts, not necessarily your actions. You may do something, they will then think something, and then that's how they feel. So 
no one ever objectively sees what you do and then just like feel something. No, there's thoughts that are attached to that. And so you're not responsible for that person's thoughts because their thoughts come from previous experiences that they've had and previous emotions that they've experienced. And so all of that intertwined makes a lot of people's reactions and expectations very, very complex. And you cannot be tasked with managing that. No, that's not your job to be unpacking people's emotions, unpacking people's trauma, unpacking everyone's anxiety. That's not your job. You can be a compassionate and empathetic person, but it cannot come at the expense of your needs. And lastly, be willing to take risk. Start small by saying no to the people in the mall when they're asking you to try out those little lotions. Start small by not answering that phone call that you know is going to drain you. Start small by putting off responding to that text message that you don't have the mental capacity to. It's always in the small, little, subtle, compounded things we do daily that we continuously subject ourselves to nice politics that end up draining us by the end of the day and making us feel like we have done way too much for others and not enough for ourselves. I really do hope you guys enjoyed today's episode of January on being done with being nice. This was such a fruitful conversation and I've learned so much even myself with knowing that being nice and people pleasing is the equation to truly just self-sabotage. And in the year 2024, I am doing just the opposite. I am putting myself in spaces to thrive, to grow, and to become the best version of myself. And I'm hoping to do the same for you all as well. So if you're not already subscribed to That Girl Radio, make sure to do so. This is your weekly supplement that is helping you to design your dream life. And by you rating this podcast, you are letting the people know that they too need to be listening. And if you're not already following That Girl Radio on Instagram, make sure to do so. And also to follow your lovely host, Ricky Lee, on TikTok at TheRickyLee and also on Instagram at RickyLee.co. I love you guys and I'll catch you tomorrow.